ready. All right. Uh, CJ, your prompt this week is Mowage. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. I noticed you said it in a specific way. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the only way your brain can say that word? I'm pronouncing it right now. Is what brings us here together. Uh, that makes me think of being exhausted. <laughs> Great. Wow. For like two weeks straight. Cool. Uh, well, we'll get into that in a second. One second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. I'm tired. Or should I say, Mr. Oh, I CJ. don't do last names, so Mr. CJ, because you're married now. Oof, I am. Congratulations. Thank you. I we mean, celebrated last week. Technically, I've been married for six months, but yeah, we'll we'll say that the <laughs> the yeah, wedding no, well, was the... <laughs> I wasn't sure who who you had told. I don't know. It was, it was weird. I think most people found out at the wedding. Okay. <laughs> Went around <laughs> and informed people that, oh yeah, actually, by the way, we got married in January. <laughs> Nice. How do people react to that? Uh, mostly just kind of laughs or like be like, "Oh, okay. nice. <laughs> yeah," just like, "Oh, huh, okay." How did uh, how did it go for you on uh, your side of the wedding? Because I I was I experienced it uh, as a guest. Yeah. But how uh, how did it feel for you? It's all the things that people that have gone through it tell you are true. Like things like it's gonna fly by. Absolutely true. Uh, you're not gonna get to eat really. Definitely true. Had like two slices of pizza and like yeah. maybe half a donut. It, it's weird. You're ex- exhausted, obviously, for all the. There's so many last minute things that, like, no matter how hard you try to plan everything out, you get to the day of and there's like little things you didn't think of. Ours, for example, just the entrance, like where to go and stuff, or oh. what, even just kind of like what door are we coming through? No one, <laughs> we didn't decide that ahead of time until like minutes before was like okay why don't we do it on that side and then even the venue being like do you want this curtain closed or open is like i do not care at this point just tell me where to go i'm done making decisions yeah uh so yeah definitely recommend taking some days off before and after because it took me still like maybe two or three days to fully recover okay good to know yeah (laughs) i still the day of we woke up at like six something for no reason at all, just because your brain is like, today's the it's day. A big day. Yeah. yeah, my stomach was like iffy all day. I I remember in the morning mm-hmm. feeling like I was simultaneously starving, but that I would also puke. So that that was a fun, <laughs> a fun feeling. Wow. And then the next day, so then I think. After it was all said and done, we probably went to bed around 2.30 in the morning, and then my brain woke me up at 7, and just had to spend another day being (laughs) miserable and sleep-deprived and stuff. And yeah, I kind of feel like that today. I'm I'm still trying to get back to normal. Yeah, well, this week, uh, the week following the wedding, we had a big... uh, uh, We we work at the same company, and our, our company had a big conference thing yeah i don't know what to call it it, but uh like a two-day downtown conference sessions and outdoor picnic thing which was nice but yeah it was still a lot which really spanned more to like three days because like almost everyone went into the office on tuesday yeah myself and i don't know 
it was uh, exhausting. So yeah, that on top of a wedding, I, yes. I can only imagine, uh, would take a lot out of someone. The most like social interacting I've done in yeah. years, all packed into like four days within the same week. Yeah. Well, got a nice, uh, we're recording this weekend of Juneteenth, which we actually have off of work. So hopefully a nice long weekend, can yeah. relax, recenter. Yes. Do some, do some alms. Are you exhausted with all your housework? You know what? I've been exhausted for um, a couple months at this point. I thought you were going <laughs> to say like 15 years because that's how I feel. <laughs> Man, I don't know. My, my brain is still in the like, I got to get shit done kind of mode. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really get too tired. I also like still go to bed on time and mm-hmm. I, I don't have a, as much of a problem sleeping as I know you do. Yeah. So I, I think that helps a lot. But yeah, I'm still very much in the like, let's go, 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 go kind of, kind of brain. So I don't know. I'm not super exhausted, but I'm going to try to take Monday, Juneteenth to like not do any work, like actually just relax, which I don't know. These days I feel guilty if I take a day like that. Cause I, we're trying to get our kitchen done. I feel like if I take a day that I have off that I could be working on progressing something on the house forward that it's just wasted. I don't, that's, that's where my head's at right now. And so it's, yeah, it, but I know I, I should probably take a day just cause you yeah. know, we're planning a wedding as well. There's just a shit ton going on. If I have a day, I might as well just take it. Meg's not off that day. So it's not that's like bad. I'm going to have a ton of help anyway. I don't know. It, maybe I should just, just play some Zelda. Maybe, go. maybe go see a horror movie or something. That's, that's, that's kind of my plan. I'm, I'm with you though. in that I, I don't know if it's like the stage we are at in life or, but it, yeah, it feels like weekends have become just like task oriented. Mm -hmm. And even if it's like having fun plans at night or something, like having people over or going out to dinner, it's still like, okay, well during the day, then I need to do laundry and vacuum and clean the counters and like do all the chores until up until like, 5 p.m. and then I'm finally like, okay, I did it. I can now. It's like relax time. But yeah, like, what yeah, ha- exactly. weekends are supposed to be fun and relaxing? <laughs> now I find it is just no. like now I got too much shit to do. That's for rich people who can offload all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, for people who don't make billions of dollars, where we're working, man, we're still working, but just yeah. for you know, the stuff that we want to get done. But that's why we need that the four day work week because then it's Ooh, like, yeah. One one day to go out and do fun stuff, one day mm-hmm. to take care of all your chores and tasks, and then one day to actually relax like you're supposed to. Right. Yeah. I would be on board for that, honestly, if we did, what is it, 10-hour, four-day week? Oh, I mean, I still only work, you know, 32 <laughs> hours. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm yeah, not, I'm on board with that, too, as well. No, nah, we don't need to put I, in any extra time. Just okay. give us four days. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Honestly, I've been taking so many Mondays and Fridays off so far this summer that I've had like a three-day uh, weekend most weekends lately, which is pretty great. Nice. Um, but it's because I've been doing other things as well, so it doesn't yeah. really feel like it. But Yeah, it'd be it's okay. weird. It's, I, it's I, weird. Are you also like, I can't take a break in the middle of that too. I need to like finish everything so that I finally can be like, Ah, and just like sink in down. In like the middle, in the middle of the day, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, because yeah, otherwise, if I take a break, it's that's it. It's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like <laughs> nothing my, else is happening. My brain won't let me relax until I know I've checked off all the boxes, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's either I'm not going to start it, and so it doesn't happen, or I stop in the middle of it and then just live with whatever the state of whatever project I was working on is in until the following weekend or something like that. So yeah, I, I have to complete the full day, get the whole task done. Otherwise, yeah. It's uh, it's not good. Yeah, that then it's finally yeah. Okay, that's and I that usually is the time because I know after five, like I'm not going to be productive. That's just not the way my brain works. So it's like okay, I have until five yeah. o'clock to get all this shit done. Absolutely, yeah. Then you got time to shower and then make dinner or whatever, and then yeah, yeah and obviously you enjoy can, your evening. If I work on anything in the evening, I'm not gonna. I actually won't be able to sleep well. So I need that time to properly yeah. wind down um well listeners in case you haven't noticed it's just the boys this week i didn't quite finish the intro uh <laughs> it doesn't seem like it but we're gonna review tv shows and movies uh right. but just chosen by us it's just stuff that we've been watching lately we're gonna go back and forth and uh talk about it give our own reviews and uh, maybe a couple recommendations for things if you're looking for something to watch yeah sorry for hearing us complaining for the best 20 minutes Look, honestly, the feedback that I get is that this is the, what people want to hear. So, <laughs> Okay, good. Well, I have lots to complain about. I could keep going on being tired forever. <laughs> that's wow, okay. my state of being. No, well, Ken, we'll... kick things off. What have, what have you been watching? All right. All right, here we go. So the first one actually is something that I bet, CJ, you've watched as well. But I guess we'll see. This is on, I believe it was HBO. Um, it's uh, Smartless Live. Yeah. Yeah, did you watch that too? I watched all of that in like three okay. days. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Meg, uh, my fiance, uh, has been listening to the podcast and I've been coming in for like a couple episodes. I've only listened to maybe three total, hmm. mainly like director episodes are kind of what I've been getting into, like Steven nice. Spielberg. Yeah. Um, they're pretty good. But yeah, for those who don't know, Smartless is a podcast uh, run by uh, comedians and actors Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, and Jason Bateman. And the show is them taking their podcast on the road for like a, well, it's only like five city tour or something. It's pretty yeah. small, but it's a show that is mainly behind the scenes of them. They decide to share a hotel room with, with like a hotel suite, really. They each have their own yeah. room. But room is an understatement of how luxurious <laughs> where their state is. It's the best possible room in any hotel that they're at. But yeah. uh, they're they're staying in the same place, effectively. And the show is basically them traveling around and them just bantering with each other in hotel rooms as they get ready for the show. They show some of the show, too, which yeah. is nice. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they recorded and released those. No, is my not the live episodes. Okay. Um, so it's still cool to see because they always have a famous uh, guest that they bring out in an interview. Uh, the whole stick is that one person of those three knows who the guest is and has coordinated it, but probably not really. And then the other two are surprised and kind of have to give off the cuff questions. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Even if you haven't seen the or listened to the podcast, the podcast is really good too as well. But the show, or yeah, the show effectively, Smartless Live is... Very funny. If you know any of those people, you know that they're characters. If you've seen uh, Arrested Development or whatever Sean Hayes was in. Will and Grace. <laughs> Will and Grace. I did not watch Will and Grace. Uh, yeah, you'll love it. Anything I, to add, Suge? 
Yeah, uh, people should listen to the Stephen Colbert episode of Smartless. Mm. I I rarely re-listen to podcast episodes, and that one I think I've re-listened to once or twice because I think I was like crying laughing listening to that one. Colbert comes on and mainly talks about Conan O'Brien, but is like making up this... So in real life, they did run into each other on a ski trip that they their both their families were taking separately, and they happened to like <laughs> bump into each other. But Colbert just goes on a run of like making up all this stuff. It's just like one long story about Conan O'Brien, essentially, and it is <laughs> hilarious. He's so funny. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the documentary was super fun, especially if you're a fan of the show, because all Will Arnett does basically is like give the other two shit about stuff like that's their dynamic kind of the three friends is giving you know, each other I, a hard time and sean hayes I get laughs that that's i get that that's their dynamic but man i felt a little bad for jason bateman a little bit but also for the other two because they all give each other such a hard time yeah. mainly about eating yeah which is kind of toxic and they kind of call that out too but uh apparently jason bateman is hyper conscious about eating which yeah. I, I i believe he gets on the normal podcast but yeah, very strict diet and yeah, like and with yeah. them traveling together, they're on each other's case about what they're eating and what they're ordering, and it's yeah, kind of strange but funny, but also like oh, it's still good though. Still check it out for sure. Uh, it's a show uh, we're trying to look up uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews for these things, so I'm not gonna do it for the shows. But my rating, mm-hmm. for Smartless Live, I'll give it an eight out of ten. Oh yeah, okay, pretty good, pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, That's I would. Fun. I would want if, if they're going to do another one. I hope they film it and release it because it it was pretty pretty great, pretty yeah. fun to watch. I'm I'm probably around that rating as well, especially nice. too. Yeah, I, I wish they put out the live episodes, but I get that that's the whole point is you're enticing people to show up in person because they're not going to be put out to yeah. make them special. But they they, had some they show guests. they show a pretty good amount of the episode though, or at least the highlights. I would imagine yeah. uh, on the show. So. You get a good uh, taste. You, you, you get a good taste, yeah. Except for there's there's one episode that they have someone who, which apparently they do this on the podcast, but they don't always have super famous celebrities on. Sometimes they have thought-provoking people on. Mm-hmm. And they had one such person who is a professor or something of something. And I don't remember the details. <laughs> really enticed you. <laughs> But uh, it did the audience, the live audience, did not appreciate that because they were expecting a big famous person, and they got literally no one. So it was also the second show of the night, so it was like the later show uh, too, and people right. had been drinking, and they right. wanted somebody probably that's high energy, and yeah, and they got someone else instead. How frequently do they have that kind of guest on the show? Do you listen to the show religiously? I don't listen to all the episodes, but I, I definitely I check the feed like every week to see who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think they it's it's a good mix. I or definitely more celebrities than that kind of person. The more just kind of like smart person, but they they usually do a good job. Cool. All right, what do you got, Siege? So coming out of that uh, Fast and Furious documentary show thing, Icons on Earth. Uh, <laughs> having the realization that Vin Diesel not being in the second movie because he went off to do the Chronicles of Riddick franchise or really the first one then. So that is a movie called Pitch Black, which came out in 2000. I was like, huh, I wonder if it's any good if he like left this thing to go 
kick off this franchise. You've never seen it before? I'd never seen it before. I've never seen... So I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. All of them are on Netflix, if people are interested. (laughs) Good to know. Just to set the scene, so he is the... Oh, yeah, before we get into the franchise, I really got a kick out of this. I'll see if you think this this is equally as funny or not. So we know his name is Riddick. You find out his full name... Riddick is his last name. His Crackles. (laughs) Yeah. Middle name of... Uh, yes. His full name is Richard B. Riddick. So <laughs> that makes his name Dick Riddick. Oh, so good. Oh, what is such Richard a futuristic B. Um, Riddick. Yeah, such a futuristic first name. Richard. Yeah, Richard. Wow. I don't know. There's Dick something Riddick. about... Yeah, Dick Riddick is way better. <laughs> <laughs> something about Richard. I, I don't think of like a ex-convict... Uh, like murderer, I, something about that name. I, it feels more yeah, proper to me. That's probably why they didn't name the what third movie Richard instead. Yeah, <laughs> Richard B. Yeah, Richard B. As far as I know, we never find out what his middle initial stands for. Oh, this is Richard dude. B. Riddick, but he says his full name like that. So it, it's about this. He's a convict. Uh, it's he's being transported to a prison, but the the ship crashes on this alien planet. And it's pitch black. I assume the name is because Riddick has these special eyes where he can sort of uh, see in the dark. And then they say, like, how do you get those? And it's because he was in some prison with barely any sunlight. So he basically has, like, built-in night vision. They the, the camera will cut to what he sees every now and then. And it's kind of this weird thing. And the planet has three suns, and so it's light all of the time except for once a month where all the suns are eclipsed, and then all of these, like, creatures come out in the dark and, you know, attack them. I I was not a fan. Uh, I didn't really get it. <laughs> um, but the budget for that movie was $23 million, and it made $53.2 million at the box office. Oh, yeah. So a success. It, like, doubled, doubled the budget and everything. Yeah. But my letterbox review, if you want to follow me on letterbox, it's at CJW, the word just double the word you. I gave it two and a half stars on Letterboxd. And my review is That's not too bad. It, yeah, it was it was fine. Like, I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I was just like, yeah. I don't I don't get why people like this. <laughs> my review is in quotes, we have to get from here to over there. They get there. <laughs> we have to go back. Credits. <laughs> Good. That's that's the plot that's of the kind movie. That's kind of the plot. Okay. Yeah, they have to like go find something, but then they they get it or something, and it's nighttime, and they're like, "Well, we we should go back to the ship because we're running out of light sources to keep these monsters away." And then they get there, and then they fly away, and then the movie ends. Like it's like that that the whole thing. You guys like ran out, and then what more do you like, need, CJ? <laughs> it's so boring. I, I don't know. <laughs> And it's also obviously a product of his time. Back in 2000, CGI isn't the greatest, so like the, the graphics and stuff don't look great. But I don't know. I didn't really get what the whole hype was or the fact that they have now made two more of these. <laughs> it's really my surprise. But I guess because it was a success. They made a, a bunch of money. Would you have rather watched Triple X? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I'll do those next. I haven't watched those in forever. Would, okay, here's the real question. Would you have rather watched Tokyo Drift? Probably, because at least Tokyo oh, Drift wow. is like part of the franchise that we all know and love. <laughs> That's right. 
Okay, interesting. But yeah, so all, all in all, I think probably I gave it a two and a half. So yeah, maybe a five out of ten. Okay. It was it, it was fine. Oh, the the tomato meter score for that is fifty nine percent. So critics kind of agree with me, um, but the audience gave it seventy seven, which I think is way too high for hmm. a movie where like barely anything happens. But all right, back over uh, to you. Well, I remember liking Pitch Black, but that's all I remember. And also, I probably saw it when it came out. So I it's been a long time. But and Ken, you had a really good joke when we were texting about this. Do you want to say the joke? The joke that I'm coming up with right now on the spot. Um, I mean, did you then go and watch the sequel, Pitch Perfect? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Okay, good. All right. I watched, uh, I'm going to skip around a little bit. I'm going to go to a movie. Um, I recently watched Knock at the Cabin, which is a Who's there? Uh, horror suspense kind of movie. The general plot is, and I don't think this really gives too much away because it's in the trailer, but... There's this uh, same-sex couple who have a daughter, and they're staying at a uh, cabin kind of in the middle of nowhere for, like, a vacation. And these four people show up with weird weapons that are kind of just, like, stitched together, like, bats with, like, some weird spikes and stuff. They, I don't know, anyway. They show up, and they tie the family up, and they say, you need to make a choice. The world is about to end in order for it to not end and for you to save everyone on the planet, you need to choose one of the three of you to sacrifice. And it kind of goes from there about whether or not this is true, what decisions they make and how it unfolds. So kind of an interesting setup. Yeah. Um, They gave way too much away in the trailer uh, more than I just did. So don't watch the trailer. If you do want to watch it, Uh, this is M night Shyamalan's latest movie. Oh, he's knocking Which, these things out. Didn't old just come out like last yeah, year? Yeah, sure did. Yeah. I still haven't seen old, but I heard bad things. Yeah, don't. Uh, I will say Knock at the Cabin isn't too bad. I know M. Night Shyamalan has kind of a bad rap these days. Like, his stuff is usually meh. Knock at the Cabin isn't as good as it could be. It's based on a book by someone. Uh, it's based on the book The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul G. Tremblay, who uh, is actually a really big horror author i listened to an audiobook of his uh recently i believe it was a head full of ghosts yes a head full of ghosts it's a very good book uh so i would say go check that out uh but the movie was good too um it had oh it had um dave batista in it and rupert grint so you know with those two can't go wrong dave batista is coming up in one of the things i watched Ooh, okay Ooh, I'm excited for that. All right. So, CJ, have you seen Knock at the Cabin? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. It's not bad, though. It's not too scary. I think you could watch it. Okay. Uh, but I don't think you will. Now, this I would give... Uh, well, actually, on Letterboxd, what did I give it? I gave it a three and a half. So pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it one of the little hearts, too. But I didn't give it a full review. But my review is it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Better than the average... Uh, and my Shyamalan movie. Do you have any plans to watch old? Or are you just like, nah, I'm going to skip that you know, one? No, it, it's, it's in my watch list. I'll watch it at some point. But unfortunately, the negative reviews I've heard from yeah. nearly everyone mm-hmm. uh, are really making me not feel like putting it on. Yeah. So I Hard to commit to a movie that you're already in the headspace of like, I'm probably not going to enjoy this. Right. Yeah. 
But I watch a lot of shit that I don't actually enjoy anyway, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I That's feel like fair. for completion's sake, I have to watch it at some point. I'll get to it. Okay. All right, what do you got? Well, next up for me is the second Riddick movie. <laughs> oh, Pitch Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pitch Perfect, pretty good. It's called The Chronicles of Riddick. Came out in 2004. The Chronicles bu- of, of Riddick. That's good. <laughs> uh, it has a budget of between 105 and 120. I've never seen like a a between huh. somewhere, but that's what Wikipedia said. The bookkeeping's a little shady there. Yeah. What's up with that? And then that sort of determines whether or not uh, it was a success because the box office, it made $115.8 million. So right in between Ooh. that range. Yeah. Well, that's not a success then. Yeah, not if, a if financial success. If it didn't make success. a decent budget or uh, profit. Yeah, not, not Yeah, and yet they made another one after this. <laughs> uh, the For the second one, the tomato meter score is a 29%. Ooh. Oh, shit. I forgot to give Knock of the Cabin. Knock of the Cabin got a 67. Okay, go ahead. 29%. That's awful. Yeah. And the audience score gave it a 65 I, I don't know who these people are that are watching these movies that are still like, no, I'm still pretty on board for this. Um, so the second one is I give them credit for trying to expand the universe. Riddick is now on this other planet with these like, I think they're like necromongers or necromancers are, have, are trying to slowly take over these planets. Hmm. He happens to be on there. And so obviously he goes up against them to try to save the day. Um, Helen Mirren is in the, or no, um, what? Not, not her. Uh, Dame Judi Dench. Dame Judi Dench is in it. Well, isn't she, is she the one who's in, uh, Fast and Furious movies as well? Or is no, that, that's that Helen, Helen Mirren. Mirren. Okay. Yeah, that's, I get the two of the confused yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah. So Dame Judi Dench is in this one for maybe a total of mm, three minutes. I'm going to yeah, say that's more, more than I would expect anyway. So she's like this elemental person that can sort of like morph into the wind. She can basically like change, like it's established. Oh, there's these people called elementals and she's part of blah, blah, blah. And then she contributes nothing to the movie. It's like, why did you bother having her in this? If like, this doesn't matter at all in the story, (laughs) I guess it's like, have her do something or like play a part in the, in fighting these people kind of like so many weird choices that you're just like, why? You're trying to expand this universe, and you're you're not though. How how involved is Vin Diesel in these movies? Because isn't like all of this driven by just him liking the comics? It it could be, yeah. That, I wouldn't be surprised. I bet you that was like his favorite character, and he's like, "Oh, we got to get this in." I don't care if it has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, okay. He is. It, he does have a producer credit, but along with like eight other people, but. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was another one that I was just like, you you. This could have been good, but it it was not. A lot. He tries to break out from a prison where he's reunited with this woman from the first movie. My letterbox review was, "Don't know why I'm doing this, but maybe the third one will be good?" Question <laughs> mark. So second one, and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself, wasting hours watching these mediocre movies? But hey, such is my life. I gave it uh, a two two stars out of five on Letterboxd. Yeah, probably a a four out of ten. Okay. It was fine. It was pretty, like, it's not great. 
You didn't feel that this podcast alone was enough punishment for some of the things that we watched. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That you needed to take on some more to kind of uh-huh. kind of numb the pain of, of yeah. some of the things we have to watch on here. You know, another thought I had of of like why why do I have these thoughts of like wasting hours of my time watching mediocre movies was that movie uh, the new um, Beast Wars movie is out or co- about to come out. The, the Transformers. The Transformers movie. Okay. Yeah, and I was like. Do I need to go back and watch the Transformers movies to play catch up? Does this absolutely <laughs> not? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think I will because those are pretty bad, and there's a lot. Well, of them. also, I think after the first trilogy with uh, what's his face, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. As soon as he was gone, there's yeah. like no connecting threads other than like Bumblebee shows up. But yeah, like, he also I watched can't that one. Talk. I remember that. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, and then Mark Wahlberg takes over the franchise. Hell yeah! Was he? But also, he wasn't in the last one, was he? Or was he? I, I, I don't know. Remember. There's there's, there's so, like, so many. It's so yeah, stupid. exactly. In my mind, they've made like eight of them, and I can't remember which ones For I have sure. seen or not. Absolutely, so stupid. I'm definitely gonna watch the new one. Yeah, same. Because uh, <laughs> Beast Wars, at least I watched that cartoon as a kid. I have oh, to watch you? the movie. Yeah, cool. Oh, I got a new thing to transform into. Like I don't know anything about cars, but beasts. <laughs> I also probably don't know anything, but looks cool. Looks Big cool. Explosion. And that's all the criteria I need. Looks Is Michael cool. Bay also directing these? I, I just assume, but at least an executive producer. That's got to be my guess. No, it's mm. directed by Stephen Cap- Cappell Jr. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Michael oh. Bay is a producer. Yeah, got to be. Okay. Interesting. Dang, it's already made $200.6 million at the box office. It's It's out? Yeah, it came oh, out shit. on June 9th. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Pete Davidson is in it? Interesting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, Two hours Sam. and seven minutes. Sam, I'm not going to the theater that, though. Yeah, probably. Even though I feel like that's kind of the good place to watch it, though, right? With the yeah. big explosion-y, boomy bass. I don't know. There's a lot of good movies out right now. I, I have too many to watch. That's why like I'm, I feel like I need to at least go on my extra day off to go watch one of them. But yeah. I still want to see the new Spider-Man movie. I know you yeah. really enjoyed that. Yes, so good. There's two horror movies out right now. One is The Boogeyman, which is based on a Stephen King uh, mm-hmm. short story, which is supposed to be very good, but very scary. The second is a new horror comedy called The Blackening, which has an all-black cast... It's a horror movie, and the tagline for it is, we can't all die first. So <laughs> I am very excited. That's pretty that funny. One. Yeah. All that's right, getting, should I go to my next thing? Yeah, that's getting great reviews. Yeah, that one That one is supposed to be very good, too. I might need to do a double feature just to catch wow. up. I don't know. I haven't done one of those in a while. All right, all right. Next up, I watched the final season of Ted Lasso. I won't go too much into mm. it. CJ, have you, you, have you watched Ted Lasso? All of it. All of it. Okay, great. Perfect. Another thing we could talk about. Yeah, I. It's the final season. It's fine for me, is my opinion. I don't really need to go into any details. It's more of you know, soccer and Ted, Ted Lasso and and football. Ken, please. Sorry, football. Him not liking tea. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. I don't know. It. It's. It's the same stick. It's still feel good, but played out at this point to me played out a little bit um so i'm fine with it ending it's uh, it's over now um or is they wrapped it? up in a fine way and uh, from what i hear they're 
they left it open somehow to maybe bring it back in some other form without Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like just the soccer team or a offshoot of the soccer team or something like that. Because it's still enjoyable to watch, and I would definitely watch that as well. And there's my detailless review of the latest season of Ted Lasso. I would give it, for me, a 6.5. Okay. What would you give it? The last season, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. Six and a half sounds sounds about right. Maybe a seven, but... It's not as, like, uplifting, feel-good as the first season, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Second season was a little stepped down, but still really good. And, yeah, this was... This was fine. I don't know. Yeah, there's still the, some funny parts here and there, but I, yeah, I'm with you. I'll, there's, but I'll, of course, watch whatever it yeah. turns. Like, if they put out more content around this world, I'm going to watch it. Well, I don't watch enough, like, feel-good stuff. So this was one of the few shows that's like, yeah, let's put it on. I know I'm not going to be depressed after or anything. It's going to yeah. be good. But man, there there were certain some there's some certain jokes and things they did that were like so played out by the end, like the the diamond dogs thing. Mm. For me, Meg loved that. She loved that shit for every single time it happened. But man, it sure got really cringy for me every time it would start happening. I was I was full on Roy Kent. If you get that inside joke. So yeah, that's uh that's the final season of Ted Lasso. All right, Siege. I, I have a feeling where you're going with your next movie, but uh go ahead. So the last one I'm going to review is the Dave Batista starring Riddick, the third one. Starring? No, Vin's still in it, right? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Okay, yeah. good, right. <laughs> but Dave Batista is it? He plays a pretty big role. There's only I wasn't like... sure if they like subbed in him for no. Vin. Like that would be really interesting to me. Yeah. No, th- this is another one where like the entire cast is I don't know like eight people. Like it's it's just. <laughs> These this group of people starts out with him. They're sort of they catch you up on what happened in between the last one and why he's like on this planet now. Um, he basically got betrayed by. Oh yeah, I didn't mention it. So at the end of the second one, he basically becomes the king of these like necromonger people. Oh, uh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, because they they have in their culture is like whoever you defeat, you take over what they had, kind of thing. And he killed their sort of king or whatever. Um, so this one, it sh- the very quick intro is like, they landed on this planet. He's trying to find his home planet, Furia. But they lied to him and betray him once they get him on there and leave him stranded on this thing. And I couldn't tell if it's supposed to be the same planet as the first movie. Because it mm. felt sort of the same. And I think had like similar creatures, but maybe not. Or, or or they explained it and I just missed it entirely. I don't know. How many different places did they go to? In this one? <laughs> yeah. No. Did they go one place, come no. back, then go back again? Uh, kind of. Yeah, actually, <laughs> they did. <laughs> actually, yeah. Now that, Very formulaic. <laughs> now that I think right. about it, you're right. There's kind of a main base and then he hides this like power cell thing. So they have to go get that and then they come back to the base and then the movie ends. <laughs> Yeah, again, uh, at least the like special effects are better in this one because it came out in 2013, so pretty good graphics at that point or whatever. Um, this one had a, another small budget, though. They sort of went back to the first one. Budget of $38 million, but made $98.3 million. Ah, okay. So again, another like smash success. Hmm. Again, though, don't get why. <laughs> this, this at least... 
they finally bridged the gap of the critics and the audience because the tomato meter score is 58%. Uh, so 1% lower than the first one, the first movie, but an audience score of 56%. So finally they huh. agree that this one is pretty mediocre. Okay. That's the lowest audience score. Too. They've, it's just keeps going down with each one. However, they've been talking about making a fourth one since 2014. That. Oh, damn. Since then? There's yeah. been more talk recently. Like, like yes. it's actually ramping up, right? So, in typical fashion, uh, if you go on the Wikipedia page, all of it says in each sort of update of how the this is going, it always starts with, like, Vin Diesel announced on his Instagram that blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course he did. Uh, so, they've been talking about it since 2014. And then in May of 2020, an Instagram post from Vin, Vin Diesel also suggested that pre-production has moved on to the storyboarding phase. Okay. So he's he's like gotten the the sort of like outline script and and he's back with the the same people that made the first one I think but yeah so there are plans to make a fourth one I I also didn't know that there's been one TV show it was like a TV special Whoa. that came out shortly after Pitch Black um, it takes place before and after the events of Pitch Black called Into Pitch Black oh. What is Vin in it? Is it is it live action? From what I see, the, these were uh, cartoons actually. Okay. They've made a couple animated. Huh. I can't tell, but they've also there's been a few video games. There's been a short film that came out in t- 2004. Like there's been a a bunch of stuff I had no idea about. Interesting. Yeah. All in all. Pretty mediocre ratings from the critics. I actually finished watching the last one today, and my rating was uh, two two stars on Letterboxd, and I put so they basically just remade the first one. Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Seems like the same thing, and just better graphics this time around. I mean, that's that's probably what they're going for, right? They're like, oh yeah, switching it up and expanding the lore really didn't land didn't work yeah let's just go back to what works him on a planet sort of right. fending for himself kind of thing what would you name the fourth one yeah they've named it uh riddick four colon furia which is his home planet oh okay riddick four colon <laughs> dick is back something like that uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> big dick riddick yeah big dick riddick i think is great I like ridiculous Riddick, or back again. Or ridiculous, maybe or ridiculous. Something. I don't know. It's a crossover with the ridiculousness uh, MTV right. show. We can get that one guy who like is fifty. Yeah, <laughs> with the hat. So good with the hat. Yeah, he's always wearing that hat. What's that guy's name? Uh, I forget. Rob Deerdeck. Rob Deerdeck. Rob. Yeah. Oh wait, there's something there. <laughs> Rob Deerdeck. Deck. Rob <laughs> Rob Riddick. Uh, ridiculousness ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah, so all in all, probably uh, overall a waste of my time. All three movies. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like you really just didn't enjoy that at all. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, I don't know if I ever saw the third one. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw the first two for sure. But yeah, it sounds like not worth my time checking no. that out. So I won't. No. <laughs> but here's the thing. If they make a fourth one, I'm probably going to watch it at this point because yeah, i got to see if it gets any better. <laughs> if they make a fourth one, I'll probably watch the third one at that point and yeah. then go watch the fourth one. For me, the, the last thing I have here is another movie. 
Uh, and guess what, Siege? It's a horror movie. <gasps> yep. It's uh, Brandon Cronenberg's latest movie, uh, who is uh, the other Cronenberg, whose first name I can't remember, but the son of that guy who did The Fly. Oh, wow. Um, I think I've talked about another one of his movies on this podcast before, but this is his latest movie called Infinity Pool. Alexander Skarsgård is in this, along with Mia Goth, who is now uh, one of the biggest screen queens of today's day and age, and Cleopatra Coleman from Last Man on Earth. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, she's a very small role, but she's in it. Yeah, so this movie, I want to tell you about it, but it's also just a little bit spoilery. So listen, skip ahead two minutes, and uh, you'll skip over any spoilers if you plan on watching this. Okay, Infinity Pool is about... Uh, this couple, it's Alexander Skarsgård and his wife, who's uh, Cleopatra Coleman, and they're on this vacation on a tropical island that's like a tourist destination, but really you're just supposed to stay on the resort, like the resort is the only safe spot. The rest of the island is kind of, uh, you know, kind of thoroughworldy, and he finds, uh, he eventually this other couple, couple reaches out to him and says, hey, I know you're an author, I like your book, can we take you out to dinner or something like that? And Goth is one of the women in that group. And basically they end up killing someone and they find out that the justice system on this island is if you commit a highly, you know, really bad act like killing someone, they have the death penalty. But instead of killing you, they can make a exact clone of you and kill that instead, like a living exact clone of you. Huh. And things evolve from there. It, it turns out Alexander Skarsgård, got it like a real kind of kinky thrill out of watching himself die. And it turns out that there's a group of people who are also kind of in that same boat and come specifically to commit heinous crimes to watch themselves die over and over. And it, it gets really weird. And there's a lot of weird nudity and strangeness and trippiness, which is kind of what you've come to expect from Brandon Cron Cronenberg movies, or I have, I know you haven't. But yeah, it's an interesting plot. It's really weird. That's it. Just a very strange movie. Any any thoughts or comments on that? Yeah, that's a, I like the idea or like that's a cool yeah, a cool plot. What was the Oh, yeah, it reminded me of uh the show Living with Yourself. Did you ever watch that? The Paul Rudd Netflix one? No. Oh, yeah, you should watch that. It's great. Hmm. Um also has to do with like cloning where it, it kind of goes wrong. Yeah, highly recommend that. I think it's also only like six episodes or something. It's pretty short. Okay. But yeah, you should check that out. Cool. I'll check that out. My letterbox review for this was super weird. That's all. Would watch again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I gave it uh, out of five stars. I gave it three and a half stars. So nice. That's, that's seven. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, and the Rotten Tomatoes uh, for this was the critics gave it 86% and uh, audience gave it 52%. Oh. So pretty split. I would say it's probably because if you don't really understand what you're getting into, uh, it's definitely maybe a little off-putting by the amount of weird, bloody nudity and craziness that is body horror movies. But, um, uh, but yeah, apparently people who are critics are a little more in the know and, and kind of got it, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like the concept. That's cool. For sure. 
Well, I think that's all we had on our list. I have a couple things that I like just started watching. I'm not going to get into, but I, I just started watching um, the Netflix show You, which is fun. It's okay. It's it's more horror-y, but also like romance, but creepy romance without discussing any of the plot. Um, yeah. And it's more like stalkerish, isn't it? Stalk, more or stalkerish, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. And then I started watching uh, Yellow Jackets Season 2 which is a really good show, really, really good show. Um, has a lot of big-name actors and actresses in it. I don't know. I, I would highly recommend it to anyone. Yeah, that one's pretty popular. Anything uh, Anything you want to plug as well? Any recommendations? Yeah, the Netflix show Beef. Um, right. I gave it a bear, You can check in that show on Letterboxd for some reason. I gave it a four and a half stars out of five. It's It's pretty high. It's every episode you you're just riding a roller coaster and it keeps going up and up and up after each one. And you're like, Oh man, something's going to happen. <laughs> oh boy. And then, yeah, I, I loved, I thought the ending was great. It's, I definitely don't want to spoil anything, but like if after one episode you're like, okay, this is kind of like, I can get behind this. Like, Man, by the last one, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> this, I'm glad I stuck around because this just keeps getting better and better with each episode. Sweet. I am still very excited. I haven't watched it yet, but I will be watching this one for sure. Yeah. Can't recommend it enough. It was, it was a blast. Nice. All right, team. Well, that's all we got this week. Hope you enjoyed it. This is probably a little, e- little easier to listen to uh, if you haven't actually seen any of the stuff. Yeah. We're literally, uh, usually a little more in-depth, but I uh, hope you liked it. <laughs> and we can plug uh, <laughs> next week's episode. All right. We have returning guest uh, Patrick Kuttner, and we're going to be discussing the 1994 movie starring Steve Martin and Ch- Charles Grodin, Clifford. Has Steve nothing Martin, to do with the big Steve red Martin dog. Steve Martin or Martin Short? <laughs> Sorry, Martin Short, the other Martin. You're <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Martin Short, uh, Charles Grodin, and Mary um, Steenbergen. I, I'm not sure how to That's not her name. That's not a real name. No, she's uh, in a lot of things. <laughs> you, you would for sure recognize her. Okay. Uh, yeah, wow. I'm so glad that he chose one of my favorite actors uh, to, to choose a movie from. So I'm sure it'll be very good. Ken, I think you're going to hate it, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Uh, it's been it's legitimately been on my list for a while because I've heard good things in like the comedy world. People love this. They actually, okay. uh, I'll have to ask Patrick about it, but I'm pretty sure he was at this event um this year was i think one of the like an anniversary for the movie or something they did a live reading of the movie like on stage in a theater so they like went through it and and i think martin short was maybe part of it still oh that's cool but i i could be lying but we'll find out with patrick next week all right sounds good and also you know this is probably your last chance to watch fast x if you if you haven't yeah. yet, Get I would just strongly hint that you know might be coming some, up. Some people might be talking about it soon, so go might check it out. In the future, follow us on all the things at Overtalking Pod. Do all that stuff. Tell a friend. You know what to do. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend. Oh, that includes the part that I don't have to do. Then great. Uh, so, and as we always say, wow, you know we don't have one thing to point to. So uh, this show is pitch perfect. 
All right. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was produced by Ken and CJ, edited by CJ. This week, it was just the boys. Music by Justin Peters, logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. <laughs>